News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Remote working is like a dating app, isolating, joyless, and bad for us. Yet we still stay home. So wrote Martha Gill, observer, columnist, and political journalist. And I spoke to her a little bit earlier. And I started by asking her what she meant. So there are lots of people for whom remote working is good. And th- those people are benefiting from the new um, leniency that a lot of offices now have, where they allow you to work from home or come into the office as you like. Um, you know, about. So many more of us are working from home now, you know, about 40% of us now have reported working from home. At some point in the last seven days, that figure was about 12% before the pandemic. So, yeah, so um, so lots of people do benefit from it. For example, parents with young children or people who just really don't like being around other people. Um, but I, what I, the people I was writing about in this article are, I think, people who haven't been considered, which are people who work from home but hate it. I think this is quite a lot of us who, with the option to stay at home, we do because it's easier. But actually, it is harming our mental health to be socially isolated in this way. And after all, work communities um, in the workplace are some of our most important communities now. I mean, if you look at the decline of other communities, religious communities, neighbourhood communities. I mean, the main community in the modern West is is the workplace. And, and a lot of us, I think, are staying home out of inertia. You, you said if, if this was an experiment being conducted on rhesus monkeys, that this would be would have animal rights activists up in arms. And, and I tend to agree with you, but, but you said that it's harming us, yet, yet we still do. Why, why do you think that might be? Well, I was thinking about this. I was just I was just kind of watching the progress of a friend of mine um, who basically every time he goes into the office, he comes back feeling really refreshed and perked up, um, you know, when he's made to go into the office for an unavoidable in-person meeting. And he resolves that he will go into the office, um, you know, once a week from now on. But then every day he continues to get up just before his first Zoom call. It's just easier not to go in. Right. It's, you know, um, it's a bit of an effort and a bit of a hassle to go in. Um, And so I think that I think there are a portion of people who end up working from home just because um, of that inertia. And actually, they'd be better off in the office. There are lots of studies which suggest that. Um, you know, rates of depression, anxiety, stress, feelings of isolation, um, you know, feelings of guilt when taking breaks when you're working remotely increase um, when you're not in the office. If this was to be changed, let's say by law, um, in fact, it's like it sounds like quite a radical idea, force them into the office by law, but that was the way it always was. But if we were to go back and try and put that genie back in the bottle, I, I suspect, despite what you're saying about it being isolating, and I do agree with you, I, I, I don't, I, I become aimless and sort of rudderless without structure. And but yet, I'm not great at imposing my own structure. But if yeah. if we were to to do this, do you not think there would be an enormous pushback? I suspect there would be massive reluctance, and and indeed uh, a huge pushback from from unions, from from various factors, really. Yeah, they probably would. I mean, I think we probably need to separate out um, the groups that are are making rational decisions here to stay at home. For example, people with caring responsibilities um, and perhaps, you know, 
it's great that they have more flexible working and we've found out that it's oh, it's fine to be a mother. So maybe people with, with caring things, people with disabilities, maybe, people maybe, with super long commutes, exactly. those types maybe, of people. Maybe a lot of, maybe a sort of a new kind of structure where we make big exceptions for those, for people who really benefit from working from home. Um, but then there's a little bit more discipline for the rest of us who could, who would benefit from it. Okay. Um you are you're a journalist. I imagine you work from home quite a lot. Um yeah. <laughs> I actually yeah, because I'm well, I I was freelance now I've got a column in the observer but I can't go into the office unless I'm staffed. So um so I I actually go to um go and work in a library where I know a lot of other journalists. So I've got a bit of a social thing there. But I yeah, and is I that us Martha trying to recreate a work community? We're we're not in our own office in fact in your case your your own office doesn't even sounds mean it doesn't even want you but but no, you're, you know so, so that, but you're, you're not alone in that um but so now people are trying to create pods or hubs or little communities themselves exactly. of, of exactly. workers yeah i mean an interesting thing i mean despite all the thing about oh none of us want to go into the office the demand for co-working space has shot up and just um and, you know anecdotally when i go into cafes now during the week it's absolutely crammed with people on laptops who are you know, seem yeah. like they don't want to be in their in their kitchens working. So um, that's something that's interesting. It's all very interesting. Look, thank you for that. That is Martha Gill, their Observer columnist and political journalist. Let us know what you think. Is Martha right? Is working from home bad for us, even though we're all clinging on to it for dear life? Um, is it isolating us? Is it like a dating app? Let us know what you think. 87 106 News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.